Hey everyone, welcome to the Women in My World. I just want to thank you for coming and joining us today for another episode. And you guys are going to be so encouraged by my guest. I'm going to tell you who she is here in just a minute, but I want to remind you that the Women in My World is brought to you by PureFlix and is part of the Edify Podcast Network. So make sure that you go on and download the Edify Podcast Network. Um, you guys will find a lot of God-honoring content there. You will you will be happy that you did that. Anyway, I'd love to introduce you to one of the women in my world, Rebecca Friedlander. She is an incredible lady. I'll tell you what, I am so encouraged by her already. I, I can't even tell you guys how powerful this woman is. Um, and you guys are going to be so encouraged while you listen to her. But she has been in full-time ministry for the last 18 years, ministering to both locally and internationally uh, men and women all over the world using her creative arts and music. And she is quite the talent. Uh, she is an ordained minister with the Missions Church International, and she has authored 10 books. And her films and TV series have aired around the world on multiple television platforms. And of course, she has a show right now on the Pure Flix platform called The Divine Adventure, Spiritual Practices for the Modern Day Disciple. I cannot wait for you guys to dig in and watch this series. But I want to welcome to the show, Rebecca. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited, Rebecca, to have you here with us today. There are so many women that are listening, and they are going to be so encouraged by your message and your voice and just, man, all the things that God's doing in your life. And so I just want to thank you for being here with me, and I want to kick us off really quickly um, so that we can dig in, because I know this conversation is going to be fantastic. Uh, and I want to start off asking you... First and foremost, how do you define success? That's such a great, great question. I think on a personal level, when I finish a creative project, whether it's a book or a TV show or a recipe in my kitchen, what makes me feel fulfilled mm -hmm. is knowing that um, I gave it my best. And it's this beautiful thing that I'm confident to share with other people and I, I really feel there's a difference between excellence and perfection. So I always aim for excellence because I know I'll never achieve perfection. But if I have this sense of like, oh, this is beautiful and I can't wait to share this with others, to me, that's success. And then I think the other side of it as well is I love hearing about people who have encountered that creation and have been touched by the Lord. You know, if it transforms somebody's life, oh, it just makes the process so worthwhile. And, and of course, you know, hearing well done from my father. <laughs> he has lots of ways to, to speak his blessing over a project even before we get to heaven. So those are a few things that I look for that make this whole creative process uh, fulfilling. So for me, it's not about numbers so much as it is about feeling really good about it and then hearing stories of how people have had a moment that has connected them with the Lord through that creative work. Mm, I love that. You know, it's so incredible and inspiring to hear how women, um, how they define success. And I love it. And I just love that the focus first and foremost is on the Father God and how He 
really is who we are running that race for. Um, and so it can be anything from the small things to the large things in our life. When we hear well done and we've really put our best effort into it with knowing that it's been blessed by the Lord, man, there is nothing like it. I am telling you, I, whew, I agree with you a hundred percent and hearing somebody's testimony, you know, when you hear somebody share what God has done in their life, it is life-changing and it is so powerful. Um, so I love that. I love that you just said that that's how you, uh, define success. I, I, it kind of leads me into this next kind of thought of, um, when did you know that the Lord was calling you into uh, this industry? Because you're creative. There's so much about you. In fact, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and who, like, how God has gifted you and talents, and and then how. When did you know? Like, what what did that look like in your journey? That's such a great question. I've always been passionate about creativity and. I think music was my first love and all throughout high school and into my early 20s, like that was my passion. I wanted to pursue it. And to be really honest, it just felt like the doors were just shut and I became really discouraged. And I think really when I knew that it was God's calling versus something that just was a good idea was when I really laid it down in my early 20s. I was living in a place with my family, still living at home in my early 20s. And we moved to this place in Texas called Deadwood. And Deadwood had a hand-painted sign on the outskirts of the town that said population 101. 100 happy people in wow. one old grouch. And so we moved out there and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, we are in the sticks. We are three miles from the closest neighbor on the bank of a river. Like, God, what are you doing? What about all my dreams of singing for the masses? And I remember I finally, out of just sheer frustration, I laid down all my dreams at the feet of Jesus in prayer. And I started fasting and praying. I said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just show me. I'm so tired of being frustrated. And it was at that point that the Lord began to really speak to me in ways that I had always hoped that he would. And just begin to just speak to my heart as I was out there in the sticks. And he um, started to speak to me about the potter and the clay. And I had been doing pottery on a wheel for years. And as I was just, you know, mm. throwing pots out there in a little shed on the river, he began to show me, take me on this whole healing journey about the, using the metaphor of the potter and the clay that we see in Jeremiah 18 and, and all through scripture in different places. And at the end of about a two, almost two-year process, um, I had a pastor come to me in that little town of Deadwood, he and our friends today, and he said, Rebecca, the Lord says it's time for you to start your ministry. You're going to start in my church, so come and bring your potter's wheel and speak to our ladies. And so I lugged my big old potter's wheel in my mom's SUV to this little country church, and I remember just watching people's faces and watching God come and touch lives. And it was at that point I thought, wow, this is not just me having a good idea. This is like Jesus wanting to touch people through me. And this was way more exciting than anything that I had imagined. And so um, I think it started from there. And it just started going out to speak to people all over that area and eventually started a TV show and, and did all these creative things that were really not even on my radar to do. But 
you know how it is when you make yourself available to Jesus. He does things that are way beyond our wildest imaginations, right? Absolutely. I know that for myself very much so. And I love that in the ministry and all the things that he's doing, he's like, no, it's going to start with me first. It's going to start with me first at the center of it. You know, I am the potter and you are the clay. And it's such a perfect visual to think of everything that you were already going through and wanting to experience as a creative in music. And all of a sudden God's saying, no, 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 come on in here. And and you to this day though, you do perform and you do play your music and you are touching people's lives through that act of your, the talents and gifts that God has given you. So, I mean, what does that look like for you? Are you, I mean, how it's so much, it's such a bigger picture, right? But not only was it somewhat of a struggle, but tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you now today, because you're using that craft in ministering. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the world is always looking for good stories. It never grows old. Mm -hmm. A good story can touch the heart of the hardest person. And Jesus knew this when he told parables, right? And so I think in my world, like for instance, what I'm doing right now, I just inherited a long home in East Texas. And so uh, we're really trying to build this culture of creativity here. So what does that look like? It looks like filming in a TV show. It looks like gathering a dozen worship leaders and doing a worship project with original songs, recording it live here in the living room. It looks like... Um, baking a Thanksgiving meal for 12 people and inviting people who don't maybe have a place to go for Thanksgiving or just to our people in my world that I want to love on. You know, it's, it's cultivating this lifestyle creativity that's fueled by the love of Jesus and then using, mm -hmm. looking for creative ways to touch the world. Absolutely. And it sounds like it's probably bigger and better than you had ever even imagined. Yeah, I mean, I think my grand goal seems really shallow now, but it was to sort of like quote, be discovered and all of a sudden have the spotlight on yeah. the stage and be the next big performer. But I think the journey that God has taken me on is showing me that I have the opportunity to please Him in every little door that He opens, in every little step of preparation, in honoring Him in the little things as well as the big things. And then when you have those bigger opportunities, it's like this, you're, you have all of these things. It's like the scripture that Jesus said. He's like, every scribe who's instructed in the kingdom of God is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. And he wants, you know, we're God's mm -hmm. treasure house. And he wants to fill us with beautiful things that we then have the passion and the joy of sharing with others. And that can look like so many different things. Um, but just, you know, trying to be, pursue that journey, but then also be faithful um, with all of the responsibility that comes with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, it's so big. You know, I love that you said that because there's so many things that he weaves together as he's, as he's working through us. And, um, you know, when when the Lord took me to Hollywood, uh, you know, my eyes were set on, well, of course, 
God's taking me to Hollywood. He's going to make me a big star. I'm going to be a huge movie star. That's why he's calling me into this place. And, um, you know, he's definitely given me so many of my dreams, but, but he spoke to my heart early on and he said, you're here for my broken women. And so I started mentoring and working with women. And that's how the women in my world really started. It was very much a small group of women that got together on a regular basis to really encourage, inspire, and activate one another in their faith so that they could go out and be uplifted in their identity and encourage others. And so I would encourage these these, um, women that I was there working with, I would say, you know, it's kind of like the 405. You know, the 405 freeway has multi lanes, right? And you're kind of crossing in and out as you're driving. And it might, one of them might, you know, one of the lanes might get kind of bumpy, but you've been driving in it for a while. And all of a sudden you've got to shift over and get into the fast lane because you've got to move into the traffic. And I feel like that's really kind of what the Lord does with us, right? Like he gives us these talents and and these gifts and, and there's these desires of our heart. And he says, allow me to put you on this big freeway and let me navigate how I'm going to take you in and out of the lanes. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be a musician. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a television show. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be a wife or a mother. It just means that I'm going to navigate and you're going to work within these lanes and in these seasons of time. And you may need to slow down. You might need to speed up but I want to use you and use all of you. And so I love that God is using all of you. Yeah. You know, and that's the part I think so often we get we get these like bumpers on. We get very kind of blindsided where we think, "Oh, he's only there's only one thing I can do in my life." For me at that time it was like, "Oh my gosh, I can only be an actress." But really what God has done is he's given me all of these other things now that actually enhance my 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 career but first and foremost my ministry and so that he's given me an opportunity to speak to so many because of the different roads he's taken me on you know he's and so i love that he's doing that in your world as well that is so good sherry i love that that's it, it reminds me of a, a quote from the sound of music where the the mother is encouraging maria and in her song she's says, uh-huh. you know, look for that dream that will need all the love you can give every day of your life. You know, it's like we sell ourselves short so many times when we're like looking for the one thing. And God is saying, you know, like in the parable of the talents, he's like, you're responsible for all those things I gave you. You know, and it may look different in different yeah. seasons, you know, but sometimes we sell ourselves short when we dream so small. And God is saying, actually, there's more inside of you than that. So follow me on this journey because I want to flow through you in more ways than you can even see right now. And that's a beautiful thing. So for me, whether it looks like writing a book or um, I've, I've worked with, with documentaries and have gotten to travel all over the world or finding beautiful, interviewing 50 women around the world and doing makeovers and photo shoots with them to talk about identity and beauty and, and build relationships in the process of all of that. I mean, I would never have dreamed of doing any of those things when I was out there in Deadwood in, in a cabin in the woods going, why am I here, God? You know, but sometimes it's like, okay, what is in your hand? What, what can you do with what you have and start taking those steps forward? And you just never know how God is going to honor that and what he's going to do. 
Absolutely. And, and you know what, tell us, I mean, I, I'm, I would love to hear, and I think the listeners would love to hear too, take us on a little bit of that journey of what it was like to work with these women and do these, these makeovers. What, what did that look like for you? What were some of the struggles? What were some of the encouragements that you encountered during this time? Yeah. So the project was for a show called Radical Makeovers, which is on the PureFlex platform. And it also turned into a book called Finding Beautiful with pictures of some of these photo shoots. So basically, I was in this process where in this place in my life where um, as a single, I was speaking a lot, I was traveling. And so I basically took nine months to do the first season and just traveled around and interviewed women around the world. And so I went from everywhere, um, places like Israel to Alaska and Hawaii, California, a lot of places in Europe, Paris, France, Scotland, Ireland, England, and met with these women who had stories of transformation. So they came from some place where they had an identity-related issue. So maybe it was an eating disorder. Maybe they had been in the modeling industry, interviewed a, a former um, fashion model from Norway, you know, and heard her story. And you kind of get a taste of what things were like in that world. And then you know, ask, what was beautiful to you back then? What did beauty mean when you were in front of all the flashbulbs? And for her, beauty meant perfection, you know, without flaw, blameless, you know, going after that image. And then I would ask her, you know, what is beauty to you today? After having gone through this, this transformational journey with Christ, and her answer was, you know, beautiful today is kindness. It's Mm. being a really good friend. To me, that is beauty. So I just got to ask questions of all of these women who had stories and then do makeovers and photo shoots with them in places like Paris, France, and um, <laughs> the, the highlands of, of Scotland, you know, and, and document these stories. And, and really, wow. so it's a makeover show, but it's also a lot of hope. And what I found was that the lies that the enemy puts on women are the same all around the world of insecurity and mm-hmm. insignificance. And yet the hope when Christ has the same power, no matter where you are in the world, to really give you God's identity and his vision and real healing and healthy um, lifestyle changes. And so that was the process. And so it did two seasons of that show. And so it took a couple of years. And, and I think that was an incredible like journey around the world, you know, was amazing. But also this idea of really stepping out in faith and saying, okay, God, if this is your vision, you know, how, how do you want to connect with these women and share these stories? So it was definitely an, an interesting adventure, an adventure full with hope and, and journeys. <laughs> I love that you use the word interesting because I'm sure that you have many, many more stories that are all in there. But I think it's really interesting, you know, when you think about radical makeover, when you think of, you know, finding beautiful, uh, you know, I... I would go and um, spend a lot of time with with women at the Dream Center in Los Angeles, and um, a lot of them were going through situations where you know they had been either in abusive relationships or uh, drug and alcohol. Some of them homeless, some of them coming out of prison, just needing you know another opportunity to. Um, and, and a lot of them weren't believers, so I, you know until they got into this program because the the whole program is Christ focused. 
And so, but what we saw is they came in looking one way, broken, disparate, showed all over their face. They were, they aged. There were things about them that you couldn't, you know, you looked at them and you're like, man, there's just, you know, women that, that were in their early thirties, twenties, and they look like they were in their fifties or sixties. I mean, just this, like this oppression that was hanging on them. And then all of a sudden it was like, they would go into this program and they would start to, really dig into the word of God, they would have, um, all of a sudden you went from seeing these oppressive, strange, just these, these pictures and, and very dark and lost. And all of a sudden the transformation was you would be looking at a picture and you're like, wait a minute, I don't even recognize this person. I mean, they've dropped 20 years. They are shining bright. They are smiling. They, there is this, this inner light that's coming, you know, from them. We know, right. That's like the light of Christ, the light of this world, but just to see the power in that. And so that's such a, that's such a great, um, journey. And I hope that everybody goes in and really watches that show, because I do think in the world that we're living in right now, social media and, um, what the world, wants us to believe about who we are and what we're supposed to look like is influencing our daily walk. And, and I would just ask you, you know, how, when you were working on this particular show, um, and now that it's out and it's, it's streaming, what does that look like for you? Do, can you kind of look back and go, man, you know, what women have gone through just with the social media craze, how it's influenced them. Did you see a lot of that with women that you were talking to, that they were looking at a filter, they were trying to be something that was an illusion? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, Sherry, to be really honest, I think in the church, we're not quite sure how to celebrate beauty because we don't want to be Mm. in the flesh, if that makes sense. And we don't want to be worldly. And yet God created the world and said it was good. And so I think one thing that was really important to me is that I wanted to celebrate beauty in a God-centered way, in a way that actually gave these truths and these keys that um, unfold women's identity and their purpose. And not to just say, oh, God made you beautiful, so go be happy. But like, no, what is godly beauty? How, how does that reflect in a transformed life? And how can we begin to pick up those, those pieces, just like a wardrobe, and, and wear those things well? Um, and, and, and really celebrate that. So I think celebrating godly beauty and godly identity is so worthwhile. And, and so many times, you know, we may not have the struggle where we're constantly comparing ourselves to people on the internet or whatever, and maybe some of us do struggle in that area. Um, but how are we doing with celebrating celebrating the beauty that God gives us and weaving that into our lives and recognizing that that pleases him? And that we can enjoy that. And I think I wanted to bring those things out in the show as well. No, I love that. I always refer back to Queen Esther. And I think about Queen Esther. Here she was. Um, went, she went through a beautifying a process. And, you know, I love that that was something that the Lord felt was very specific to share. Um, you know, between visually what was you know, her going through this physical and, and mental and spiritual time, but she was really 
being uh, physically um, transformed, right, and and empowered through that. And I do believe that the the church really hasn't been able to identify as how do we celebrate beauty in a godly way. And I love that you just said that. And I I really encourage the listeners to watch this and and really think about how they identify in Christ and how they are able to, you know, see themselves as beautiful, you know, not the world, the way the world wants it, but how they see themselves as beautiful. Tell us a little bit about, cause I know you have another streaming project on the platform. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but tell us what has been one of your biggest struggles, uh, with all of that, what you've been doing right now, what is something that you've really faced that struggled almost to the point where you said, you know what, Lord, I just, I can't, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I think one of the things that is a challenge in this age is that creativity can be interpreted in so many different ways. And so really staying prayerful before the Lord to go, you know, Father, how do I stay in my lane and do what you've called me to do? And sometimes I think when we when we create in certain ways, maybe there's some some feedback that's not always positive. And and taking those things to prayer and and really knowing in your heart when, okay, this is a moment where you're just not going to be understood. And Jesus said, you know, when you're persecuted, you have a great reward versus, "Mm, you know what? I think I'm getting out of my lane. And I think maybe I'm trying to do something that maybe the Lord's favor isn't on that place. And so I think just being really honest with the Lord and, and with some of the mentors and the people who speak into my life and just really wanting to stay in that focused place. Because like you mentioned, I do a lot of different creative things. And so a lot of different creative streams. So I think just for me, the big thing is, God, I want to be in the place of your blessing. So what does that look like? And how do I stay really focused so that I know that I'm Mm -hmm. doing what you've, what you've put my hand to in this season? Mm -hmm. And um, just, and God is so faithful to give clarity in those places. And um, he's mm-hmm. really, really good at that. So that's a, it's a good place of humility and a good place of reminder um, and honesty before the Lord. And, and those in my life who help keep me on track and keep me accountable to those places. <laughs> and aren't they so important? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't do it without them. No, I hear you. And and I love that answer because I do think when the Lord has called us into so many places, kind of like what we we're talking about earlier, you know, it we do. We want to say, we want to, we want to go, okay, God, I want to be what you are on. And sometimes the Lord is like, Well, I'm calling you to um, you know, do a television show, and I'm calling you to now uh, remodel a, a, a cabin, and I'm calling you to, and you're trying to do all of it well, and you want to make sure though that you're doing it because it's God's will, and you're not, you know, ping ponging all over the place. And sometimes that's exactly what it is. He's calling you to do all of those things, and so you press in and go, okay, well, you know what, God. It says all things are possible through you. And now you've also encouraged and circled me with all of these incredible people to lift up my arms. So I'm going to need you to lift up my arms to do it. But that is really, really good. I love that. I love that. I, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the new show 
and how, uh, just give us, you know, where did this idea come from? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what the process was for you, um, and what your hope is for, for the show. You know, what do you, what are you hoping for? Yeah, that's a great question. So the divine adventure started with a book that's, um, published mm-hmm. through Baker house publishing and it's uh, 12 amazing keys to really thriving in your relationship with Christ. I think sometimes we we look at other people who have been Christians for a really long time and we think, wow, they just know so much. And sometimes Christianity mm. can feel really complicated. And so these were 12 really basic, simple spiritual practices that anybody can do who really want to enhance their relationship with the Lord. And I think also some of us who've been walking with Jesus for a long time, Sometimes we need a little um, refuel, you know, just go, okay, I'm going to reset and go back to basics and maybe look at some of those basic principles in ways that I never thought about before, but it just brings us back to rekindling our first love. And so that was really the idea behind the book. And then we went ahead and um, I crafted 12 videos to go with the book. And those are on PureFlex and they're called the Divine Adventure videos. And that takes each one of the the chapters and really breaks them down. So people are using these for personal study as well as Bible studies within small groups. Um, but they all come to you straight from my home here at the cabin, uh, from my porch. And it's just me sharing my heart and then using, uh, just fun things like things that I found myself doing during COVID to restore this cabin that I inherited. So it's kind of breaking down some of that journey. There's a little DIY. There's a little uh, relationship stories about, you know, inheriting this place from my father and walking through that process of forgiveness and healing. Even as I was writing this book, there was more of that walking my father through the last days of his life. Uh, We talk about that in the videos. And then, um, you know, pulling wood from the attic to make tables and creative projects around the house when everyone was in COVID lockdown, you know, all of those things, just kind of talking about the basics of how do you weave spirituality into your everyday life? Or one quote that I talk about from a friend in England who says, um, the early Christians of Ireland and Scotland, they used to say, how do you live your prayer and pray your life? You know, how do we not just think of something with our relationship with God, is it something that we compartmentalize? But how do we actually do life with Jesus and begin to weave those principles that Christ teaches into our daily lives? So that's a bit of, of what the show and, and the book attempt to do is give people tools to make that happen. I love that. That is so cool. I know I watched um, some of the episodes of it and I was just like, wow, I just... There's so many incredible things that you're doing and just the encouragement there and just really this very authentic and transparent like message. And I think that's something that the viewers are really going to love. So I, I really encourage everybody to dig into the show and just, and get the book, make sure you have the book with you so that you can, you know, I think that's another with the principles of the show, you know, really having that book because that's a part of it as well. I would love to know how you personally stay connected to the Lord? Because you're pouring into everybody else, but about you, you know, what about you? Yeah. I think I've stepped out on a limb in so many places in my life. 
that it started like if he doesn't show up, like it's not gonna work. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so uh, some of that looks like um, you know definitely creating space for a quiet time in prayer. But um, I also like I, I love to worship, and so I write a lot of original music, and I love to just play on my keyboard and, and worship the Lord. And actually, in the book, just to to reference that too that the different words for worship in the New Testament mean different things. And I think there are things that we can just pull into our daily lives. And so one of the ways that I do that is um, I, I love to uh, to serve and to make things happen. I'm like, I'd rather have my hands doing something sometimes than, than resting, which is sort of a problem. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, I have to learn the discipline of rest too. So I work on that one intentionally. But uh, one of the words for worship in the New Testament actually means to serve. And so I, I love the idea as well that if I am serving somebody, whether it's, you know, like Jesus said, a cup of cold water or doing those things as I'm preparing a meal for people here at, at our community who come through this space, you know, that that is worship and I can do that unto the Lord. And so it's this joy of like, oh, it's kind of like this secret inner thing of like, I'm pleasing the Lord because I get to serve. And it's not, it's not some kind of religious, like, oh, I have to do this. Like, I have to make Jesus happy. Like, it's, it's this little inward because like, oh, there's his smile on it, you know? Like, I could just feel it. And so I, I think part of it is, you know, bringing him into all aspects of life. And when you know that you're pleasing him by the way that you're living, like, that in itself just brings so much joy. But then also, like, another mm -hmm. word for worship in the New Testament is this pictorial image. And it's in the Greek, it's actually the word for worship means to kiss like a dog licking the hand of his master. And so it's this image of, you know, a, a dog who just loves its master, who comes running up to him and, you know, pushes his nose into his master's hand. And um, I don't actually own a dog. <laughs> But I love this image because I'm allergic. So I can't actually they have dogs. Do that. But they, they do that. They do that. <laughs> they do that. And my friends who have dogs that are just that super affectionate kind of thing. And I'm like, wow. So Jesus, how can how can I just run up to you and just adore you? And whether it's yeah. big times during the day or whether it's little moments. I love that. And I think so often, I mean, thank you for teaching me some new words because those are incredible. And I love the visual of the dog because that's exactly what the dog does. And the dog loves you so much that that's exactly what they're coming to do is to tell you how much they love you and adore you. Um, and that's such a great image. I just, you know, I know for myself too, it's like I, there are moments in my day, whether it's spending my time the first thing in the morning with the Lord or whether it's in my car and I'm, you know, singing to the Lord or I'm just praying and thanking him for what he's done. And, you know, I love that, that it's just a reminder too, that we can be anywhere, any time of our day or night and just tell the Lord, I adore you. I love you. I thank you. I mean, that's just in itself. It's just power. That's powerful words right there. I just, I love that. So tell everybody what is next for Rebecca and what are you working on now and how can the listeners actually follow you and support you um, and, and really go on this journey with you? Sure. 
I am currently working on a follow-up TV show for The Divine Adventure. And so these will be uh, 28-minute episodes of some of the the piece of my life and what that looks like here at the cabin. It's kind of a reality show. So whether I'm, you know, bringing in a band from Alaska <laughs> to record a music video in the living room or um, creating a space for community here or uh, redoing my kitchen in eight days, whatever those things are, that's just practically creating this cabin and this space for community and for worship and is a place for people to come and retreat. Um, it's kind of the unfolding of that. And so right now that's currently in production. So really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for people, I think, and hopefully inspiring for them to just go, wow, you know, I could make that recipe or I could do that in my house, you know, a lot of DIY stuff. So that'll be super fun. And uh, that should be coming out um, hopefully early, the first part of next year. So wrapping up production on that one and love for people to stay connected. The biggest way to do that is through social media, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, but I also have an email devotional that goes out once a week and it's just me sharing my heart and sharing a picture, um, that I create with graphic design and you can stay posted on all the stuff we're doing here at the cabin. I host a lot of spiritual retreats here. And so people can learn, um, you know, maybe you want to come out to this beautiful, beautiful space in East Texas and join us for one of our spiritual retreats. And so all that can be found either on my website, which is RebeccaFriedlander.com. Um, and you can pop on my email list as well and stay posted with all of the, the fun and messy, creative, beautiful, wonderful things happening out here <laughs> in the cabin. I love that. I love what you've got going on there. And it's such a great place and people need that. They need to be able to know that they can go somewhere and be refreshed and refired um, and just get refocused on their their walk with Christ and and just be poured into and, and pour out to others. I think when we're serving others as well, it's a there's something that really happens and transforms our lives as well in that in that process of serving while being poured into. We're pouring out being poured in. But I love that. And I'm so excited. I hope that everybody that's listening, you guys, I want everyone to go out and check out and watch the divine adventure. Um, get the book. I want you guys to be focused on staying connected with Rebecca and just praying over her and believing that, that what she's laying her hands to is really doing incredible work for the kingdom of God. Um, I would love Rebecca, if you would leave us and the listeners, everyone, that's listening right now with a word of encouragement before you and I have to say goodbye? I think the biggest thing that I could encourage people with is, oh, you know, the Father just loves you so much and He is more invested in your journey than you are. I think sometimes we approach mm -hmm. God like an unsteady date where we're just not really sure how invested He is in our, in our journey sort of like, oh, you know, do I call him or should I wait till he calls me? You know, I'm not sure how much he's really interested in me. And yet, if we really study the scriptures, we'll see that he is so passionate about our journey. Like he's the God of covenant. He's already made covenant with us. You know, he feels about us the way we long for him to feel about us and so much more. So whether it's your creative journey or wherever you're at in life, Take some time just to receive that blessing of your father's love. And uh, maybe you're in a deadwood season where you need to just, you know, you have some dreams that have been on the shelf for a while. 
And you just need to lay those before the Father and say, Lord, you know, is this the season where you want me to set my hands to something? Whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter when we just ask him to use us for his glory. So my guess, biggest prayer for each one of you guys is just to know that you're loved by the Father, regardless of what you do. And then to have that, that encouragement and that courage to just, what is that step he wants you to take in, in your creative journey in maybe something that he's called you to do? Don't wait for the big doors. Just take that little step and, and see what he does. I love that. I, I think that's so encouraging. And I just, I, man, whew, it's all good. I love getting the chills when when we're at a place where I just know that the Holy Spirit is pouring out. And, and I love that people are listening and just being encouraged. So I just want to thank you, Rebecca, for doing the show and doing all that you're doing. And just, we, we want to continue to just um, bless you and thank you for all of your creative um, works that you're doing and putting out there to glorify the kingdom of God. So thank you for being on the show today. And I love that you're one of the women in my world and um, just grateful. So can't wait to stay connected with you. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining the women in my world today and make sure that you go out, you follow Rebecca, you check out those shows, The Divine Adventure and and finding beautiful. Um, those are inspiring her books. Make sure you check out her website. And uh, we are just thankful that you joined us for this time. Anyway, I hope you are blessed and thank you for being one of the women in my world.